Good morning. I'm Sherry. How are you, Cupcake? I'm good. Good. How are you doing? I can't complain about nothing. Nothing. That's how I feel. Nothing. That's <laughs> the best way to feel, right? Right. When you're in your feelings on the edge. I'm so glad to have you. So this is not a, a, a lie. So don't worry about that. Okay. So we can be relaxed. Let me get my postcard. Uh, is there any particular direction you want me to travel in? Any particular questions you want me to feature or ask you? Oh, gosh. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, nothing comes to mind. I just thought I would trust your magic. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, hold on here. Let me make sure my... How's my light? My light look okay? Uh-huh, it does. All right, here we are. Get my Woman King. Did you see that movie? Which movie? Woman King. Not yet. Girl, you better see it. It makes you just feel just invincible. I love it. Awesome. So got the poster. All right. So now you are, where's my notes here? I cleaned my desk off. That was scary. Can't find nothing. <laughs> you are. Sherry, how do you pronounce your last name? Toes? Taves with an Taves. A, a and a V that are not there. Okay, Taves. Okay. So you are a psychotherapist and you also work with people uh, in, in the grief recovery? Um, no, not grief recovery. I'm a, I'm a psychotherapist and a coach. Okay. What kind of coach? Um, we can call it a breakthrough coach. Breakthrough. You get your coffee mug? I did get my coffee mug. Okay, good. May it run over with good things. Oh, thank you. All right. So before we get started, uh, Sherry Toes, I want to make sure that, uh, was it Toes? Taves. Taves. Okay, I'm sorry, Taves. Spelled it out wrong. T A. Did you spell it phonetically? T A V E S. Taves. I got you. All right. Sherry oh. Taves. I want to make sure that I have your authorization and consent to edit, record, and distribute this podcast on behalf of my company, ALM Enterprises, a good person production. Are we good with that? We are good with that. Good. Let's gather a little energy. Let's close our eyes and just collect some space. Make sure we're in the same place. We're on the same page. That mm. our message is easy and it's free flowing and it's clear and it's concise and it's powerful. That it lands upon the ears that need to hear this within the hearts that need to feel it and within the hands that need to hold it. Mm. That's a warm fuzzy. How about that? <laughs> So here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. This is the spot. This is the place I tell you all the time. The hottest place on the planet where the conversations are pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. Today we have Sherry Taves. Okay. I'm just so glad to have her here on the edge because she's a psychotherapist. You can never have too much psychotherapy. 
But I'm gonna ask her some tough questions because just my experience brains, I noticed that a lot of people in that field have overcome some trauma. They're doing the deep dive. Um, but some people don't have the tools in their toolbox to keep uh, to keep clear and to keep moving. They keep revisiting the same cycle. So she's also a breakthrough coach. And that's what we want to do. We want to crack that shell and, you know, let the yoke fall where it may. <laughs> but in all seriously, you know, a lot of times people get stuck uh, and they talk about mindset. Mindset, I'm working with uh, Deepak Chopra here in San Diego and he's all about consciousness. You know, you got to be aware. You can't be stuck in a particular mindset. I'm going to get her opinion on all that and more. Let's welcome her to the edge. How are you, Sherry? Oh, thank you. Thank you, April. It's awesome being here. I'm doing well. Oh, good. How's the weather? Where are you at? I'm in Southern California and um, I'm going to say it's chilly for me. It's I think the high today is supposed to be 59. <laughs> now, where are you at? You're my neighbor. I'm here in I, Southern California too. I'm not too far from LAX airport. Shut the front door. Well, we're going to have to meet halfway and get some <laughs> coffee or some, I have a new barbecue place. I might ride up there and we have to meet halfway. I'd love that. All right. So tell me how you show up in the world. Um, you know what? I, I show up how I show up at work authentic, open, curious. Um, I love to hear other people's stories. I collect people's stories. I think that's part of what makes me so good at what I do is having all those different life experiences besides my own to draw upon. Well, it's wonderful, but helping people color in the white space. We're just all a mixed bag of nuts, especially after COVID. People are still thawing out. For sure. COVID cracked open a lot of people. And um, the the silver lining I've seen in that, it's really brought mental health for, forward in the light. And it's it's getting less stigmatized to reach out and get help. And there's so many ways to get help. So I'm, I'm really excited about the potential in that for everyone. You know what I hope? I hope that people just accept it. If you are a person Mm -hmm. That is going through, we all have meltdowns. Okay. So if you're going through some anxiety, some stress, some depression, you got some strange four or five people talking to you, uh, and you can't get your head around what's going on, you're manic depressive, you know, kind of ups and downs, you know that something is not right. Mm -hmm. You know that this is not quote unquote, I don't even want to use the word norm, regular. Mm -hmm. Typical typical ask for some help it's okay it's no shame if you had a laceration you would go and get it cleaned up and get some stitches if Absolutely. your eye bothered you you get some eye wash if your ears bothered you you have to check in you have to check your brain just like you check every other part of your body when you agree i totally agree oh. and and i'm i'm passionate about that because i want people to understand um it's actually really easy to to shift and navigate through what you need to navigate through. Um, now, I'm not saying it's not uncomfortable, but right. my favorite thing to do is get people to their happy place as quickly and as efficiently as possible. And it's possible. But do they know where their happy place is? I mean, I don't want to be like the bone of contention here, but people don't even kind of know what it is that they want anymore. Yeah. And so if, if they've come from dysfunction, Mm -hmm. They don't know what fun function looks like to them. They don't. 
However, everyone has, well, you can, most people who I work with, they have a goal in mind. Okay. It might not be the, the goal that they get to, they might find a different happy place along the way. Um, but most people who come to me have some sort of goal. They're up to something. What do you think is the best way for us to kind of self-evaluate? Should we journal? Should we just uh, gauge the pulse of how people receive us around us, like our family members or our coworkers? You know, sometimes we can be a little out of sorts and not even realize it ourselves. I love that question because what I would challenge everyone to do is um, start listing and journaling about what are you tolerating? Mm. What are you tolerating, right? That um, the way your best friend treats you, uh, the clutter on your desk, right? Even the, an the ankle biters, right? It, your, the clutter in your car. So look at what you're tolerating because mm. when we tolerate things that drains our life force. Exactly. But also how you respond. I woke up on my birthday and I made a statement to myself. I said, April, it's about how you process things. It's about how you respond. Mm -hmm. You have a choice. Allow yourself that 30 to 45 seconds. Count backwards from five. Take those deep breaths. I mean, the breath is everything. When you have a baby, breathe. When you're stressed out, breathe. When you're doing exercise, breathe. The breath is the gift. Absolutely. And people don't take the time to do a deep uh, inhale anymore. They really don't. And it's unfortunate because they're missing out on so much, all this anxiety and a rush to judgment and a rush to react. Mm -hmm. It's not healthy. So I took my own advice. I lost my keys. I was down in Venice beach, <laughs> hanging out and lost my keys on the beach. And I had to get back to San Diego, Sherry. Wow. I had to get towed 132 miles. Wow. But what I said to myself, it was two days after I had made this promise to myself. I said, what are you going to do? Are you going to act ugly and nobody wants to help you? Are you going to have a total meltdown and sit here and cry? Or are you going to get on the phone and look at your resources and see how you can get back to San Diego? And when I took that time to kind of logically work it out, it worked. So it's a step process. What steps do you encourage people to take when they're trying to, you know, just trying to calm down? Um, use stop and breathe. That's going to be the first thing you want to do because you want to interrupt those chemicals, the, the, the cortisol, the adrenaline. Um, and then ask yourself, you know, what am I feeling? Mm. Right. We don't want to avoid that. And then it's really helpful when you when you ask yourself, what are you feeling? And then ask yourself, how come that makes perfect sense? Okay. Because then that connects you to the rational part of your brain. Right. It's like, oh, I'm feeling mad and frustrated. I lost my keys. Oh, makes perfect sense. I'm angry. And even as I'm saying that, I feel myself calming down. <laughs> well, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> and then so that first, I, at first I had to talk myself to that place. I was not calm. I was ratcheting it up. Of course. But when you ask yourself, you know, how does that make perfect sense? It allows your rational brain to eventually come online. And, and then your brain, you're smart. It offers you solutions. I know. And don't you love pleasant people? I love pleasant people. You go somewhere and, oh, man, or they take responsibility for their actions. Oh, yes. 
Mrs. Mahoney, I'm so sorry that you, you know, that your steak wasn't cooked properly. Let me take it back or let me give you a credit on your bill. But when you got that person with the eyes rolling and the neck and all that kind of stuff or cut you off, you know, right. that's another thing I learned when I was in China. Mm -hmm. the, when the people blow the horn, they wave and they're friendly and they smile at one another. And I asked my driver, I said, what is up with that? He goes, because you have avoided a conflict. Wow. Because you did not hit my duck, because you were warning me against danger, because you might have been distracted, but it is an acknowledgement of thank you for doing that. And I tell you, when people blow at me, I know they think I'm crazy. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> but they don't get all excited. They take that time to breathe. Right. So how long have you been in this, in this uh, psychotherapy uh, career? I've been a licensed psychotherapist for 31 years. You're I was not that old. Thank you. Um, really? I was blessed to know straight from high school, this is what I wanted to do. So mm. that's how I've been doing this for so long. And I've been in the coaching arena um, going on 11 years. And what I love about what I do, it's one-stop shopping. Um, like I said, I usually work with people who are up to something, whether it's um, finding love, taking their business to the next level, um, upping, you know, relationship issues. And so the coaching part of me knows how to keep people in action. But then when you hit a stuck spot or a wobbly spot, um, I get to use my, my therapeutic toolbox to help get unstuck so that you can stay in forward, forward movement. Uh, draw the line for us. Where does a psychotherapist end and a coach begins or vice versa? Um, well, where I'm lucky is I can do both. So I don't need a line, but somebody who's going to see a coach, um, it is about coaching is about keeping you in action. Mm -hmm. And they generally tend to do that with, uh, structures. Um, and in psychotherapy, I have a lot of training in trauma. So I'm not afraid to go into the deep, deep, scary parts of what need healing. And there are coaches out there who have training in some of those modalities, um, but that's not generally what they do in my experience. Because a lot of times people don't know, you know, okay, what do I really need a coach for? And I just, in my opinion, you know, I, I haven't had very many, um, I've been fortunate that I've been able to have mentors. Um, but as far as the coaching is that they keep you on track. They keep you mm -hmm. accountable. You um, you have to stay focused. They have a set of rules or guidelines that they encourage you to follow. Mm -hmm. uh, they encourage you to doc, uh, document your process and document mm -hmm. where you are at each stage of the game. Where I would think if I was going to a therapist, and again, this is the world according to my brain, <laughs> Is that, you know, I would need a little bit more maybe um, understanding, compassion, tools to get where I want to go, to understand and define where I want to go, to feel comfortable, to have some breakthrough moments. So it's all about you, Brains, but those are just a couple of suggestions that when you're looking to decide what you want to, uh, to do to take yourself to the next level, mm -hmm. Because people want to do that. And so many times, though, I find also, Sherry, people want to go to the next level, but they're not content. That's not their happiness. They're constantly chasing that happiness high. Mm. Don't you think contentment is very important as well? 
Oh, contentment and peacefulness is the cornerstone of a happy life for sure. Mm, mm, mm. So let's have some fun questions about sharing. Okay. Okay. If you were a flower in the garden, Mm. what flower would you be and why? I think, you know, the first flower that came to mind is a plumeria. I um, mostly grew up in Hawaii and plumeria trees are everywhere. And they're just such a simple, beautiful flower and they smell really good. Mm. If your words had an odor, what would they smell like? Oh, chai tea. Oh, nice and spicy. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) And somewhat comforting. That's right. That's right. Mm. Uh, And really good if it's iced. (laughs) (laughs) If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be? (laughs) Oh, that's a fun question. You know what? I'd be a garbage disposal because yes let me tell you why because garbage disposals get rid of what you don't need quickly and efficiently and they grind it up right (laughs) that that's pretty good I always say that I would probably be the spice grinder (laughs) (laughs) because I like to chop it up and make it spicy that's that's cute if you could time travel where would you land Mm. you know what I think I would I don't know what well we add 2053, 30 years from now, I would love to see um, the life my son created for himself. Oh, wow. That's pretty neat. That's pretty yeah, neat. That'd be fun. What are three things, your guilty pleasures that you absolutely cannot live without? Oh, Mexican food. Mm. Um, guilty pleasures. Well, I can't live without at least one dog. Okay. I'd have to have a dog. And it's not a guilty pleasure, but I couldn't live without sunshine. That's so important. That's why we're in the expensive sunshine state of <laughs> California. We pay for it too. You best believe it, sister. <laughs> I Yeah, you're preaching to the choir. I know that. <laughs> what would you tell a 25-year-old, Sherry? Um, 25-year-old is... um. Keep persevering. You're you're not only are you gonna get there, but it's even better than what you can imagine. That is great. That is absolutely great. So are you having any current offerings with your your program? What are your co- coaching program? Are you consulting with people? Are you speaking? Where are you at in the space right now? Um people can find me on um Instagram at effortless momentum. Um and my website is effortlessmomentum.com. On Instagram, I'm talking about resilience and how people in their uh, daily activities and habits can create your own zestiness, your own resilience so that you can be in ease and flow. And um, I've got a program about that on my website. And you can also sign up for a free 30 uh, minute consultation if you wanna find out about working with me. And in closing, can you give us two or three great takeaways that, you know, to, again, adjust our mindset, to make us just kind of have a little bit more ease and flow? Um, What would be some tips that you might give a coaching client? You know, I'm going to go back to emotions because it's so foundational to, to being able to respond to your point, April, versus being reactive. And the, the tip would be is, is to, to take a beat 
Ask yourself, how are you feeling? And how does that make perfect sense? Just that one little baby step of making friends with your emotions um, can help you be in forward momentum Mm -hmm. and self-care. It is a lot of bang for your buck for resilience, right? Getting enough sleep, hydrating, getting a little movement. And so often that's the first thing to go for people, especially if they're, you know, parents and full-time job. So a lot of bang for your buck in those two things. Well, we want to bang for our buck and we want to connect with you. Um, I just love your voice tone and your, your smile and your presence. It feels very comforting. It feels like a person that I can open up to easily and speak to easily. And that's what we want. We want ease and comfort and we want to be nice brains and we want to connect any way we can here on the edge with people that with conversations that are pointed and super guests that are sharp, responses that are never dull. Take care of yourself. Right, Sherry? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, April. All right. Thank you so much. Talk to you later, Brains. Now, I am having a time here, so hold on just a second. Sure. I don't know why it's acting up. So Sherry, we also need to talk about healthy relationships and establishing some boundaries. I think that's very important. Now, um, you were telling me about, you know, online dating. I had a young woman that came on my show as a guest. She taught me so much. I've been married 38 years. I know nothing about online dating, catfishing, all of these other nuances when it comes to that. And you say that it can be safe and it can, you know, and people can fall in love. How does that work? Um, you know what, really what I help women do, because it's so easy, right? When you're looking at a profile and you're looking at pictures, it's so easy to be judgmental and create stories, right? Snap judgments. And it's really about helping ladies navigate that of extending goodwill and credit to men. And then knowing how to, in those first three to five dates, how to date gathering the evidence of is he my high quality guy, right? And being cautiously optimistic versus um, after the first date, you know, he's the one. Um, And then to your point about there, in my experience of doing online dating, I found there was like three different buckets for men. There was the, um, because I was looking for a committed relationship. Um, There are the people out there who are not what they say, about 30%. And, you know, basically 33, 33, 33. So there's the other 33% are looking for a high quality relationship. And um, then there are men out there who are not quite sure what they want, even if they are saying they're, they're looking for a high quality relationship, or they're right off the bat saying they're not, that they're looking for something quality casual. Mm-hmm. And it's really being able to be quality casual sounds like you're buying a cashmere sweater, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. And so it's understanding how to navigate that from an informational standpoint versus personally taking things personally. Right. Well, I just had a guest uh, on my show, bless her heart. She wrote a book about it. She was catfished out of $300,000 three months. I said, wonderful. What was he saying to you? He had the Spengali on you. Yeah. If you have me buy you a tank of gas after the first couple of dates, I'm looking at you with a side eye. <laughs> you know, you can't buy your own gas. 
but she said that she was in a controlled uh, relationship that um, she felt that her husband was narcissistic. He passed away, left her a boatload of money. And so now she wasn't going to be controlled, but she was manipulated. Yeah. So again, understanding who you are, what your expectations are, the signs and the signals, you know, people's asking you for money right away. That's it, not a good deal. It's a red flag. You it's know, and after my flag. divorce, after my divorce, I took a year to, to learn about who single Sherry was. Mm-hmm. so that I wasn't coming into so people typically who get catfished come into um, relationships so hungry for validation and love and they're just so easily manipulated they are and people can hear that okay mm-hmm. it's like a you know it's like a cat smelling tuna fish <laughs> they really they just come right up to you and they start giving you exactly what you need saying all the perfect things all the flattery and then they just give you the one two with oh well i need a thousand dollars to and blah, it blah, sounds, blah 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 and it sounds perfectly logical and reasonable yeah and we've been talking and you know we've been having this conversation for you know two or three months you don't trust me i was like no i don't see you you know the zoom you gotta have a zoom with these individuals you gotta see what Absolutely. they look like when they avoid that uh when they can't answer the phone, you know, just just certain things are key indicators that do a little bit more investigation, right? You or don't suspicious, exactly. Or the the other part in that is um this mysterious traveling they have to do, right? Right, they're always gone. Yeah, yeah, I get it, get it. And the workaholic, you know. So it's things that we need to look for ladies and gentlemen, because, mm-hmm. you know, women are looking for a sugar daddy too. Now don't get me wrong. They'll get on there and, and they'll say all kinds of stuff. And it might be a 65 year old woman <laughs> talking <laughs> to a 35 year old man, which could be okay in some cases, but for the most part, there's something wrong with that picture. But thank you for those tips. Uh, pay attention to that brains. 